You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Hello, welcome back to the Oz Network for season one, part two, beginning coverage of Star Trek Discovery. <laughs> um, kind of my thought exactly. <laughs> I guess our thought is all season. But anyways, um, Star Trek Discovery is back. Uh, We're back only one week later. We're about six days late on this episode. But in a way, I feel like this is better. You know, this is an all-access show. People aren't going to be watching it day of necessarily. Um, We don't have a baby crying in the background, which is a bonus. But we are here to talk about episode 10 of season one. The beginning of the second half of the season. uh, Despite Yourself. Um, Wasn't that a Madonna song? Uh, Remember? (laughs) Madonna didn't have songs labeled things that cool despite yourself uh, there is nothing cool about Star Trek Discovery at this point (laughs) we're kind of spoiling our reviews I feel anyways um, let's just get on with the introductions my name is Colin and stay out of the palace my name is Jamie and the enemy is here (laughs) I kind of knew as soon as Stamets one of our two favorite characters got two lines in this episode those would be the two lines we introduced this on um Oh boy, where do we start on this one? I mean, we end uh, off the first half of the season pretty decently, I felt. Like, we were both enjoying the show a lot more. We we thought the cliffhanger was cool. We're like, hey, we think that they're going to be going to a mirror universe. We think that uh, Tyler might be a Klingon. And here, this second half of the season starts, and it's very clear we're in a mirror universe. And Tyler is probably a Klingon. I don't know, something about it just didn't work. Uh, like, that's just my opinion. I mean, some good things about this, but... What were your feelings on Despite Yourself? Well, you know, we were literally just sitting on the couch. Literally yeah. just sitting on the couch. And and I pretty much said, oh man, can we wait to record an episode until the next episode? Because I feel like, you know, they're going to tie some things up. And, you know, honestly, I just felt like I really have nothing to say on this episode because I found it kind of boring, except for the part where they're still alluding to some fact that something with Tyler was altered and maybe he isn't human it's not alluding to it anymore like they are making it clear clear as I don't know a a mirror (laughs) clear as a mirror universe that he is a Klingon that underwent these operations this bone crushing to basically become humans they've done every and we for anybody who has been listening we've been kind of alluding to this all season it was a rumor that we saw online but we didn't want to talk about it because it's one of these things that, that would probably spoil the show if we gave it away too early in the last episode, we talked about it for two minutes, in which we told people, tune out if you don't want to hear this. I think it turned out, it's time to talk about it now. It turned out to be right. Now, how can you deny that he is a Klingon when the last episode ended showing flashes of him undergoing operations, then it had him with the Klingon rapist, the woman, who's... <laughs> why is that funny to you? <laughs> Jamie's still making light of sexual assault on the Oz Network. No, I was, because it's not sexual assault. I was thinking about something. I don't even know if this clued into your head because you're sorry. Can, can I can I derail you for a second? Oh, I don't think I can stop you. Just go ahead. <laughs> but the Klingons are meant to be kind of a little bit of a brutal race, right? Mm-hmm. And when I was watching the episode, I had two moments that kind of made me think about two different things that were unrelated to Star Trek that were hilarious. One was when they're uh, calling in the bone crushing thing. I don't know if you remember this, but you're also a Futurama fan just like me. Do you remember the, the episode where they're basically in like the Amazon and there's all these Amazon women or whatever and then... And then they actually call it bone crushing, like mating with the men. 
and Zap. What show are you talking about? Uh, Futurama. Oh, Futurama. And, okay. And Zap and Fry are like, pick me, pick me. Who's Zap? Zap Brannigan. Oh, okay, that Zap. Yeah. He, he, <laughs> Apparently, I forgot Futurama at some point. Yeah, last he's year. like, they're, they're both Futurama. Like, they're like me next, me next, and then yeah. they see this uh, skeleton in the corner with hip bones completely shattered, and they're like, oh. Yeah, that would have been Tyler if he didn't go along no, with this they, plan. But they called it bone crushing, so that's okay. <laughs> that's what made me laugh. <laughs> Jamie thought of a better science fiction show to talk about this week. Let's just run with it. Um, Getting back to Tyler for a second. Okay, so we have those things where it's alluding to, and she's basically saying, you know, uh, you know, you know who you are, uh, you know your real name, you know, and she's basically saying you're in on this with us, and Tyler is not your real name. This is not your real face. She basically says this isn't your real face. Don't you remember? She speaks something to him in Klingon, and then he's the Klingon prayer, and then he speaks back to her the exact same thing. And he tries to stick his tongue down her her gills, <laughs> whatever it is these things have. And he's like, "What? Do you, what am I doing? What am I doing? I don't have sex with Klingons." Um, and then he spends the entire episode having these flashes—not just the flashes anymore. But the doctor basically says, "You underwent some type of operation where they opened up your organs, and they." shrunk your bones and they physically distorted you and then they put a personality on top of your other personality and the other personality is still hidden underneath this personality that exists as Tyler and he's having these Klingon flashes like this is as clear as it gets the man was a Klingon as it was predicted by some very smart fans who picked up on something in episode one and I'm not really that excited by it and maybe it's I think in part it's because we kind of suspected this going in and it just feels flat now that we have it. And that's the same thing I feel with this mirror universe. I mean, I, I was, I'm not a you know big promoter of Star Trek Discovery so far. We, we mostly complain about the show. There's been a few highlights. One of the things I was saying I was really excited about was to see the mirror universe. And I predicted, predicted that all the way back when there was that first shot of Stamet staring in the mirror and then the mirror didn't move the same. You know, it was, it was really cheesy and made no sense. But of course, I'm like, oh, they're gonna do the mirror universe. Now that we have it, it just it doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel like it's as big as it should be. It doesn't feel exciting. And in a way, I can tell the show is building the, this whole serialized format. It's going to get bigger and bigger each week. But I don't know. I kind of want, especially after this this layoff of the season, I want something that was better than this. And it just didn't feel like it lived up to my very low expectations of Star Trek Discovery. Yeah, I mean... Again, I'm not sure what else I really have to say about this episode. Oh, I can come up with some stuff. I was very sad, though, that they killed my doctor. No, okay, let's, we'll get to that in a minute. But first, I'm just going to say, this episode, here's another reason why I feel like there's some disappointment. This episode is directed by Jonathan Frakes. Now, do you know who Jonathan Frakes is? Of course, he's Riker. He's Riker, yeah. Uh, Not to mention he played Riker, but he directed Star Trek First Contact, which is, I think, you know, for the most part thought of by fans is not just the best next generation movie but probably the second best star trek movie all around behind the wrath of khan he also directed insurrection which i think is one of the most underrated star trek movies he directed tons of episodes of every star trek show and this was his coming back to star trek um there's been a lot of stories this week about him directing both this and the orville we saw the first two episodes of the orville i kind of didn't love it as a comedy show i felt kind of flat as a comedy, yeah. But as a Star Trek show, it felt way more authentic to Star Trek. And that's, I think, what everybody I've talked to has said. The Orville feels like a Star Trek show. He's directed an episode of The Orville. He's directed an episode of this now. I didn't read a lot of his comments because I didn't want to spoil anything going in. But this was the episode directed by Jonathan Frakes we mentioned weeks ago. 
And you could not get somebody better or more perfectly suited for Star Trek than getting Jonathan Frakes to direct this. And he never fails Star Trek. And somehow this episode failed. And I don't know. I think part of it was there's some things in this episode where I really felt like he brought the best out of people. And there's other areas where I feel like it brought the worst out of Star Trek. And particularly the acting is what I want to pick on here. Um, There are two actors that you've been somewhat of a fan of. Mm -hmm. And I haven't been as much. Utility. Tilly, who I will say, Frake somehow, he almost made me chuckle at Tilly during one scene, but there was a problem with that as well. Uh, the other one's the Doctor. Now, let's start on the Doctor here. Come on. I don't know what your fascination is with this Doctor. First of all, I pointed out to you, and I want to get, yeah, you didn't respond to me in the episode. Very rarely do we say much <sighs> during the episode. But this Doctor, this actor who plays Dr. Culver or whatever... I don't even know his name. I, I, I'm not. I'm too lazy to look it up. I know that he doesn't emote he, very much and stuff like he, that. But, he doesn't emote at all. But, but he's a nice guy. Do you know why he's a nice guy? Because that's the only emotion he knows how to convey as an actor. This guy is a, a terrible actor. Everything he said in this episode, when he was upset over, you're not going to let me take care of Stamets? He's my boyfriend. Hi, I'm really happy that we're in that. this movie universe. No, I'm, I'm, I'm being the doctor. I'm exaggerating the doctor. I'm so upset we're in this mirror universe. Oh, I'm really happy we're in this mirror universe. Oh, I can't believe you just killed me, Tyler. Why would you try to snap my neck, Tyler? The man has no range whatsoever. He he might very well be, and I'm pretty critical of Tilly, but Tilly's not a... The actress who plays Tilly is not a terrible actress. It's just an awful character and very annoying. This guy, the doctor, is a terrible actor on this show. He I is terrible. Care. I still He has it. zero personality, and there's zero range. And anybody who anybody right now is like, I'm with Jamie. He's such a nice human being. Go back and watch the episode. There is no change in his tone of voice from start to finish. And I think I, I'm struggling about whether to blame Jonathan Frakes for this or not. Because I feel like the one thing Jonathan Frakes really focused on this episode was getting the most out of the performances. This show has really struggled to get characters. Nobody seems to have life. Everybody seems to be kind of miserable. You don't like watching them. They all seem to be a bunch of jerks. And I feel like maybe he went into this trying to focus on the performances. I think the guy who plays the doctor, this is where I'm going to go with. Not Freak's fault. Freak's tried to bring a performance out of him. The guy has no acting ability. Tilly, he, he brought a few laughs out of her. But here's the other problem. The tone in this episode. And if everybody wonders why I'm doing non-stop talking here, it's because Jamie says she has nothing to say about this episode. I, I really don't. But I, give I me a response to what I say. Give me a response to what I say. This episode was just dreary and, and miserable and not fun at all. And the mere episodes are always so much fun. And this was just boring. There's one scene in the middle where they discover Tilly is actually the captain in this universe. And they kind of have a few jokes about that as she's trying to play captain here. And then they have this thing about where, where Lorca, we don't know who you're supposed to be here, so don't let them recognize your voice. And he does this Scottish accent trying to sound like Scotty. Which that's is kind of... That's what I was going to say. It yeah. sounded like Scotty. Beam uh, in, me up, Captain. In the right episode, it would be funny. In this episode, it just felt so out of place. Yeah. So it was a kind of a funny moment, but like uh, not such a good job on Frake's part that the rest of this episode was just so dark and, and not dark in the good... Not Empire Strikes Back dark. Just like unnecessarily unpleasant. So when you have this one funny scene, it just doesn't work. Well, I just felt like... Um... I don't even know if I would say dark. I mean, I, I just... Unpleasant? Felt, no, I, I felt like the episode just dragged. It did drag, and I think that's it's, part it's, of them trying like, to build this story and arc. I, and I know it's a... For five episodes. I know it's a TV show, but... It's, <laughs> you almost no, said... They're like quotations. I know it's a TV show. No, but I'm saying like... 
it, it made me feel like when I'm watching a movie that, like, let's say you like, but I find incredibly boring. <laughs> can you name one? Just so we can... I mean, I've, you know, criticized your cartoon choices on here, but... Can I name one that... As long as it's not a movie we saw last night, which we still haven't shared our opinions on, but we still have yet to record an episode on. The Towering Inferno. Towering Inferno is a great... Okay, first I'm going to say... You, you, went, you, ended, up, you ultimate... ended up shutting it off because it was complaining no, hold on, and hold you're on. all in a tiff about hold it. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> Why don't we give some context to this story, Jamie? The Towering Inferno is the greatest disaster movie ever made. Ugh. It's a 70s disaster movie that holds up way better than anything you could watch today. Um... It is two hours and 40 minutes long. I think it is a long disaster movie. It is nonstop action excitement. It's a great movie. Hold on. Jamie, who cannot stay awake no matter what we watch. If it's 3 o'clock in the afternoon, she's drifting off to anything we watch. Jamie's drifting off for like the last 20 minutes of this movie. And I keep trying to wake her up. And she's like, no, that's fine. I don't need to go to sleep. I'm fine. My tiff was about the fact that I had you watching this movie. I gave you opportunities earlier to fall asleep. And then in the last 20 minutes where it's important, you're drifting off after I gave you the opportunity to go to bed. And then instead of simply admitting, I can't stay awake, I shouldn't have promised I'd stay up. You're like, oh, this movie is so boring. I just can't stay awake. Complained about nothing the entire movie. Genuinely enjoyed it. But when you didn't want to admit you could not stay awake like an adult, well, the problem is the movie. It's not no, 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 but you know what though? In uh, defense of that movie, you know, the other thing that I think is, honestly, I'm just not really that huge of a fan of disaster movies. Okay, you can get out of this podcast, house, and marriage. Uh, Honestly, like... You are no longer fit to raise our baby. Most of the ones that I see are pretty boring. I think... All right. I think the the ones... No, I think the two... You're about to witness a divorce on air. I I think the two ones that I could say... uh, I would say, uh, they were, like, good. Like, and, and I say, like, they're my favorite... It would mean, like, they're not, like, amazing, like, I love them, but they're the ones that I tolerate the most, if that makes sense, was the Pierce Brosnan one with the volcano. Dante's Peak of all movies, which I like, but Dante's Peak and then, is one of our two favorite disaster movies was, of all time. What was that one where, um, like, the the world freezes over after day after, t- tomorrow? after tomorrow day after of tomorrow yes <laughs> which is perfect no, english for no, a movie title ju- in north I ju- america i just said the day freezes over tomorrow the d- the day after of tomorrow freezes over um <laughs> anyway the day after tomorrow that's a good one but anyways like would you classify titanic as a disaster movie because that would be like my least favorite because Titan- <laughs> titanic is pretty much like what i picture like like the feeling that i get when i watch the titanic is what i feel the like, titanic what i feel like i would feel like if i crawled outside on all fours and ate dog poop off the ground <laughs> <laughs> that's the feeling that i would get this is all speculative right like you haven't tested this no yeah okay but i i do have seven brothers six of them which are older and used to pin me down and fart in my face <laughs> You knew that already. We got her talking on this episode. It took her complaining about disaster movies and imagining the taste of dog poo and her brother's farting in her face to get it. But I, we have her talking I have on this eat- very boring episode. I have eaten dirt before, though. For pleasure or for torture? I don't know. When I was a kid, I think that it was just like, I thought it was... <laughs> this was, explains so much I about was, you. I was like trying to use it with my cooking utensils and set that I had. I was making something special. <laughs> Like a it, like a mud cake, a butt cake, <laughs> a mud, a cake. mud cake. Okay, not a butt cake. <laughs> a butt cake. So is... far, you've talked about eating dog poo and swallowing your brother's farts. I don't think a butt cake is out of the realm of possibilities. A, a, a butt cake is the 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 second name for dog poo <laughs> sitting outside. That's a butt cake. Um, 
Wow, this is not where I expected the conversation to come from in this episode. Um, what we were talking about was Star Trek Discovery. Can we go back to disaster movies for a second? Okay, no, hold on. You left out some very important disaster movies. This is how we're going to fill our time here. Twister? Uh, Twister. Okay. Twister. That's fair. The, the Perfect Storm? I don't know if I remember that George one. Clooney, Fishing Boat? Oh, yeah, he's hot. <laughs> is that the only reason why? I don't know. I you don't... got you got tons of great actors in that movie. John C. Riley, Mark Wahlberg, William Fitchner, John Hawks, Diane Lane. There was one that was really bad. I was trying to remember what it was that you really liked, and I can't remember. But I was didn't... it 2012? Most people think that's bad, and I kind of liked it. I don't know. I think probably the one with um, John Cusack. Mm, I don't know. I know who that is, though. Yeah. I, I, do know. <laughs> I don't know. Do you remember anything about the disaster movie? Was it Geostorm? Because we did not see that. No, it but it was there, not recommended on this just, podcast. There just are some movies that you like that I don't like. I absolutely appall Five Hundred Days of Summer, and that will be another. That will be our va- Valentine's Day. We have oh, to do that gosh, for Valentine's no, Day. No, we don't. have to do that for Valentine's I thought Day. You're supposed to be nice to your partner on Valentine's Day. Well, everybody knows we don't record these on the day of. Oh. Um, I don't okay. want to watch that trash again. Uh, we basically just confirmed Jamie likes disaster movies. She just doesn't like Titanic. Uh, let's get back to Star Trek Discovery. Does anybody really like Titanic? Ben. Well, Ben likes Madonna. 13 year old girls. Ben yeah. Ben likes Madonna. Despite yourself. And everybody liked uh, uh, Titanic at, at that point or whatever when it came out because everybody liked Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> I was never a fan. I know all of my friends and stuff like that were all like. You know, wow, we are officially going to talk more about anything else on the planet but Star Trek Discovery on this episode. Well, sometimes it's just the way that life has to go. You know, we have to be nice to people sometime. Can we talk about Star Trek for a second here? The Doctor, who has no personality, Jonathan Frakes, brought some life out of Tilly, but in a totally inappropriate context in this episode. Um, a lot of bad performances. Tyler, let's talk about Tyler for a second because you told me during this episode the only thing I'm really interested in is this Tyler subplot. And the one moment you got excited in this episode was when they kind of had Tyler talking Klingon and it's like, oh, that must be it. And you kind of gave your ooh. As in like, <laughs> I'm so excited I can't continue. I do that while I watch shows. I go ooh. <laughs> and I hide my face and I'm like ooh. I make everything so audible. I just get so I excited. I want it on the record. I can't contain it. Jamie can emote more on a very unprofessional podcast behind a microphone and a computer monitor than Dr. Culver can, <laughs> directed by Jonathan Frakes. I, I do the same thing if we're watching anything, TV, movie, it doesn't matter, and you see two people like really heavily making out or they're going to do it, and I'll like elbow you and I'll raise my eyebrows. Hey, hey. You just made a baby cry. Uh- <laughs> That's how Casper was made. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's why he's crying because we're talking about him. Okay. Um, let's try to keep it down here, people. Uh, <laughs> shut up, Jamie. Uh, okay, so... This is my house. Get out. Let's quickly just get your opinion. The Tyler stuff. Did you enjoy that? Do you enjoy Tyler? Uh, more so now. I, f- I find... Wow. It, no, I, I find <sighs> it interesting that he has another layer to his character that uh, I want to get to know more. That is underneath his other layer yeah hold on hold on he's, he's just a, he's like can he's, you just whatever you just said about tyler can you say the exact same way in the only tone of voice that dr culver has he has many layers like an onion and i'm very happy and i'm very sad <laughs> and i'm very excited and I'm so depressed i don't know <laughs> what i'm gonna do with Star my Trek life discovery don't enter the palace <laughs> <laughs> okay um uh, 
I'm the, here's where I'm going to disagree with you because I haven't I haven't been crazy about Tyler this season. I thought he's okay. Uh, part of the problem is he was introduced very late in the season, which was a result of this show firing their creators justifiably so after the first two episodes that weren't that great restarting the show from scratch and then figuring out as they went along um tyler has been okay for me up until this point this is another example i think about an inexperienced actor or an actor who's maybe not the greatest at all things freaks having one week to get a performance out of people and just not getting the best performance because i don't think he sold this well at all i didn't mind tyler except for his whole really bad PTSD acting. <laughs> I didn't mind Tyler in past episodes. I thought that, you know, you kind of, even though we had that theory, you kind of bought who he was. I bought nothing about this. Like, I, I, I really felt his performance just didn't work. It felt like it was coming from the wrong place. It felt like he was he was taking the wrong approach with it. It felt like he was delivering everything wrong. Like, I did not like his performance at all here. Here's something that I wanted to actually ask you. Uh, I forgot to ask you when we were watching it, but if you consider this okay, when they're being so careful and they're showing all these thousand million steps to actually get everything exactly the same like you know the the uniforms the little like yeah uh, <laughs> the insignia the little communicator insignia pins yeah that the they pins have. yeah the pins that they have and stuff like that the brooches uh, <laughs> yeah e- the brooches yeah e- even her hair and her attitude for tilly and stuff like that okay everything they're being so careful about and so they have Tyler being her bodyguard coming onto the ship or whatever. Now, they didn't touch at all what his alternate personality was. Yeah. And who... who because there it, is none. And No, no, no. I re- he doesn't exist. I, I would realize that. Yeah, of course. But, and like, would he, would that make sense for them to send him with Burnham to protect her or whatever if these people would be like... Who the heck is this? It would make the most sense because nobody can identify him. But here's the plot hole of this whole episode. Okay, There's a few questionable things which you could say they have 42 minutes to tell this story. Like we see them dig up files on this is a picture of our captain. How do they know how any of these people talk? How do they duplicate everything? How are they duplicating this uniform in such a short period of time? How do they know everything? I understand they could have files that say this is the history. But like are they going on YouTube and looking up, you know, Captain Killy's YouTube channel, um, you know, of telling bad jokes and being generally awkward and kind of annoying. Well, maybe in this universe they have free Wi-Fi everywhere. What's <laughs> to say they couldn't? Free Wi-Fi in the middle of a ship destruction yard, uh, floating in deep space. I want to call for, like, free Wi-Fi for the whole entire world. No. <laughs> Even for, like, poor countries. They deserve it, too. Okay, why don't you start by giving them devices that could connect to Wi-Fi? I love that the people are, we need free Wi-Fi in these poor countries. Okay, so you're going to give them free computers to go with that, free smartphones to go with that, free tablets. There's many people that would rather spend an evening on social media and everything else than eating. <laughs> They're called supermodels, Jamie. Um, <laughs> oh, is, let's, it, is, let's, it, is that the secret to being thin? Yes. Let's go back to what I was saying here. Tyler didn't care for him at all. Um, no, it's That's just not nice. It's just it didn't. His performance didn't work, and maybe I'll get better week by week. I don't know if he's a very experienced actor. I just didn't love him in this episode. Um, but back to the plot hole, okay? Be careful so, with what you say, otherwise I'll cut out your tongue and use it to lick my boots. <laughs> That's not the first time she's uh, threatened that before or after Star Trek Discovery started. Um, so, okay, here's the problem. You mentioned, you know, uh, they're not going to know who Tyler is. Somehow, 
with no effort at all, the second they get to this alternate universe, they're like, the quantum signatures of this ship and these beings do not match the quantum signatures of our universe, and they can discover this all, okay? Mm-hmm. How in the world did it take this doctor 10 weeks to figure out somebody cut this man's organs Shh. open? You're going to wake up that baby. Cut sections out of his bones and basically gave him an overhaul into be a human. But yet they can detect a quantum signature of what a ship resonates in a split second. And they can't figure out that this guy is not human. This is the worst doctor on the planet. Write him off the show. Kill him. Let it be done. Well, they did. Thank you. They did. And what were my words? You remember my words the second. You're like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. This is exactly what happened. Tyler snaps his neck which by the way nice surprise that's not the first time they surprise you with a death on the show remember the Tyler's the, the one that he replaced um, snaps the neck Jamie goes <gasps> and Colin goes finally no no it was thank god for that <laughs> well it was basically the same thing it's okay, I'm but, done with him but you know what they kind of did explain that um, that he's the worst doctor on the planet no no no, no. they kind of did explain that he basically just ran like this super quick check or whatever but you know what the other thing that kind of makes me think and i understand that they this super quick check did did he not take time to feel the ridges under his forehead apparently (laughs) no you he has none they changed oh but he's got two personalities they they, they sanded it down maybe they (laughs) did that while they were bone crushing him um but did you ever kind of think uh you know when they uh brought him on this ship and they trusted him and everything to did nobody try to see who he was in Starfleet? Because apparently he was an offer in Starfleet. There, there was probably stuff on that. I don't know. We'd have to go back and watch it. And like, I'm not that anxious to. Like, obviously, the Klingons, uh, they altered his look and stuff like that. But would they really have any way to, like, let's say, hack a database and add him in there? Apparently, they can figure out every nickname that Captain Tilly has in an alternate universe. But they can't figure out if lieutenant tyler or whatever he is exists in the real world um now let's go back to performances that's all i want to talk about in this episode because that's basically all jonathan frakes did this was about 50 minutes of people talking about an alternate universe but seeing nothing alternate about it now the mirror universe episodes the fun thing is you always get well, to t- see tilly had different hair <laughs> she had different hair she was the captain her and we got that how many minutes into this episode i don't know Mirror Universes, this is what I'm looking forward to in future ones, is seeing those counterparts. You remember we recently watched the Mirror Universe episode? When I was trying to explain to you the Mirror Universe, we watched the one that Enterprise had. Uh Remember? Mm -hmm. Where Archer was banging uh, Hoshi and T'Pol was wearing next to nothing. Do you remember that? Stuck out vividly in your mind? You enjoyed that. Yes. (laughs) I see see the excitement in your eyes right now. But that's the fun of the, the Mirror Universe episodes are fun. There was nothing fun about this at all. This was a really depressing episode and not in a dark way just it was as i said unpleasant is the word did did you realize that in this episode there also was a mirror yes at one point a computer mirror more technology that apparently existed decades in the past that they still haven't caught up to in the next generation like everything and it's like the force fields that surround these people or this i mean i like the agonizer that's one thing i will say i like the retro look of this agonizer machine that they throw lork in because that's going to be a cool thing that what they've done. We'll talk about that last, but let me go back to the performances here. Where Jonathan Frakes did right in this episode, okay? There were two performances of characters that I'm always on the fence on. And they're the two main characters of this show. Now, sadly, Stamets and Saru, the two characters we actually like, got about two lines each in this episode. Why they do that, I don't know. But Lorca, 
always sort of on the fence with him. I think they handle him right. They don't handle him right. I think Jason Isaacs is good. I don't think that he's great. And then uh, Burnham, who I'm like, I think she's good, but they often go too far and cram her down your throat. She was very good in this episode. She was on fire in this episode. And you know who's even better? Jason Isaacs. Like, he really delivered this week. He brought it. She She was better. Especially the fight scene, come no, on. No, especially like the last, like uh, the last third of the episode, or which whatever. was all her. He wasn't in it. But I'm just saying, like that, that overshadowed everything. Yeah, and that's what I really liked with her is that somehow they crammed her down your throat for the last 15 minutes of this episode, and it worked. He brought the because best out was, of these two it was actors. Cool, because it was like you know she was this murderous captain, you know, and she'll stop at nothing or whatever, and she's just hardcore, and it's like. Oh, you're so bloody cool! I want to like, bow down to you and follow you and Me stuff too. like that. Me too. Yeah. But <laughs> uh, yeah, Lorca, she, she, she's a favorite of yours, yeah. huh? Well, there's very few people on this show, <laughs> Pete. Um, Lorca, Jason Isaacs. I'm a huge fan of Jason Isaacs. We talked for the first two episodes about why isn't Jason Isaacs on the show? I love everything Jason Isaacs does. He's really disappointed me this season. He hasn't had a good character to work with. He didn't have good material this episode in comparison, but he brought it this week. And that's, I'm going to credit Jonathan Frakes for bringing out the best performance, which he did when he did the First Contact movie. He took what was typically TV acting performances and he took it to the next level with Brent Spiner as Data. He took it to the next level with, you know, Patrick Stewart as Picard. Uh, Jonathan Frakes does not get enough credit as a director. And if nothing else, he made Lorca really likable in this episode uh which brings us to well first of all do you agree you you said burnham but do you agree with Lorca? he was great this week he was good but like i said burnham was better okay um (laughs) feel free to disagree with me but that's the way i feel all right well you can be wrong um let's go with last thing i want to talk about here which is where the show's going the direction of the story so we know that this mirror universe thing is probably going to span the majority of these last five six i think six episodes uh we've got five more to go uh, so the wolf inside is the next episode. Uh, I bet I'm that's gar- about Tyler. Mm, yeah, maybe. Or it's about Stamets. Who knows? We kind of saw the multiple personality. I'm still betting with Stamets that his character swapped. No, uh, <laughs> I'm betting his character swapped because we saw his personality change, right? So when they did the first successful spore drive jump, this two st- and this is the way mirror universes always play out, is that a few characters get swapped. Maybe they're in a transporter and you get the alternate Lorca Whereas the real Lorca goes to the mirror universe and then they both have to kind of pretend they fit in. That's the way these episodes work. Um, I think that Stamets switched the first time he did the spore drive when they did that 133 jumps or whatever, then it jumped them all back to his universe. And I'm thinking that the Stamets we're seeing now is back, he, but he's trapped. He's been traumatized by his time in the mirror universe, right? Having to pretend that he's part of this empire. And he's now trapped, and he's like, "Don't enter the palace. They're all evil. They're coming to get you." You know, um, we're and seeing your little the... dog too. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we're seeing the original Stamets back, but he's in a catatonic state. Uh, and it was the other Stamets that swapped places with him. So he's did, the one character did, who did swapped. Did you like how when they said that word, I whispered to you, "What is catatonic?" Mean? Yes, <laughs> we don't want another incident with sentient, sent, sentient, sentient, sentiment, sentient. Did you ever look that up? Sen. Sent- sentient sentient is the real word though. i know that i know that now <laughs> and, and you pronounce catatonic right you trying to make me look like a fool <laughs> i don't need to try <laughs> uh 
Um, your saying, brothers farted in your face when you were a baby. You're supposed to make me look good. What's going on? You just announced to the world that you made mud cakes, ate dirt, and your brothers farted in your face. And you're worried that I'm going to make you look bad? You know what? My brothers did... My brothers are actually quite nice to me. They did much meaner things to themselves. Like I was just telling a, a girlfriend at work that uh, I still remember there is, uh, well, they did it more than once, but there was one winter in particular where uh, one of my brothers uh, was thrown outside naked in the winter. And I mean, it's like minus 40 or colder here in the winter in, winter, in Winnipeg. I was going to say Winterpeg, but that's true too. And they left him out there for probably like a good like 10 or 15 minutes and the guy was naked. <laughs> The guy, your brother, yeah, they, your flesh and blood. I, I won't announce which brother it was, but if any of them heard it, they would know. Yeah, but it was it was darn funny. Yeah. Um. All right. So <laughs> these tangents, and to think, people, sometimes I do edit these things out. Uh, uh. So where they're gonna go from here? I think Stamets has swapped. He's in catatonic state because we're getting the original one back, but he's been in the universe the whole time. We're probably going to see this drag out for at least another week or so with Lorca being imprisoned on the Szechuan, as you called it, mm-hmm. um, and Tyler and uh, Burnham being on there, but Tyler kind of snapping. We're going to have Captain Tilly. And, and they, were, they, were, they were just having sex, and yes, I did, <laughs> I did say S-E-X on air. Okay, what if, what if, okay... I know they've altered him to be human or whatever, but what if she gets pregnant and then all of a sudden she has a half Klingon, half human baby? Is that even possible? Well, as I said to you, they were committing bestiality on the television. Um, <laughs> no response. No, because that's weird. Um, it's still a race call, and that's racist. <laughs> it's a. It's literally another species from another world, but you're claiming it's just a race. But if they love a race it, but is if they love each other albino klingon versus non albino klingons or or you know whatever these things are that I we're don't seeing see this time. color call him <laughs> um let's move on <laughs> but yeah what if they have like half human half klingon babies um they're not going to uh let's move on let's move on <laughs> okay so we're going to do something fun on the end here, which is we're going to get you to participate in. But before that... Oh, it better not be one of those stupid you, rankings. It will kind of, but you're going to um, you're gonna play along with this one. Uh, tell me, what do you think about where they're going from there? Do you like at least the setup? Because I don't love this episode, but do you like the setup of where this could go? I told you they're going to have half-breed babies. That's literally your only prediction for what's left of the season. Yeah. Okay. That'd be cool. Uh, Anybody listening who makes this show, make a half-breed baby. Okay. <laughs> it's cool. Let's... Uh, I don't even know what to say anymore. Somebody fart in your mouth one too many times. No, I'm very smart. <laughs> All right, let's wrap this up. Um, Please do. We'll do our reviews here before we get to it. As I said, I like some things about this episode. Um, very little. I thought there were a few cool sequences. I thought, I'm not going to be one of these people who's like, the fault isn't Jonathan Frakes, it's the writing. And I'm also not going to be one of these people who's like, Jonathan Frakes, you know, ruined this episode. This show is struggling. The show's going to continue to struggle for the first season or two. Every Star Trek show struggled in the beginning. Um, but overall, I still like the direction the show's going in. I just don't like how they're handling that direction. So in all honesty... Even though there's a few pretty solid things about this episode, this is a bin it if I've ever seen it. 
Yeah, I I would say probably I'm on the same boat with that one, but um, I mean there was a, at least five to ten minutes of it that I found interesting where I would watch it again. But if it was on TV again, I would just basically skim through it. Okay. So now let's get to what we're waiting for here. Jamie, who cannot follow Star, who who talked about it on the very first episode of this. I've always been a huge fan of the Star Trek. Show. I watched all the Star Trek shows. I did with my mother because my mother loved them. It's just I can't remember anything. You can't remember anything about these. But okay, but in in all honesty though, I watch something and like a week later I forget everything. Unless I've seen something like a hundred times, I don't really know it all that well. Alright, so Jason Isaacs is the star of this week's episode. We're switching up. We're not talking about Star Trek because Jamie remembers nothing about other shows. Um, Jason Isaacs, there's a few roles that I know you have seen him in. And you are going to rank Jason Isaacs from the roles you have seen him in. I will ask a few that I'm unsure of if you remember him or not. Well, I like him in that uh, Hold on. That TV Hold show, on. the one with the, the guy who looks like a child rapist. What are you talking about? <laughs> the one with the glasses. What one with the glasses? With Tobias. You, Jason Isaacs is not in Arrested Development? Yeah. Who's he on Arrested Development? He's the guy with the, the hair. And the guy, <laughs> this is Jamie again with hair. What is it with you and the hair? The dark hair. The dark hair. You think that... That's and Jason the, Bateman. And the, and the kind eyes. <laughs> that's Jason Bateman. Oh, wrong Jason. Right, yes. Did we not run into this in a past episode? Uh, I don't know. I am pulling Did up we? a picture of Jason Bateman right now. You're honestly telling me that you cannot tell the difference between Jason Bateman and Jason Isaacs. Okay, but don't they look alike, though? Like, especially here when he has the short hair? Come on. Not really. Come on, yes. No. Yes. Okay. Yes. Anyways, um, we're going to do a second ranking here. Your favorite Jason Bateman movie. <laughs> um, you want to throw Arrested Development in there? Uh, I don't remember. Just tell me. We won't rank it. Just tell me. What's your favorite Jason Bateman movie? I don't know. Um... Did you see any of these? I haven't really watched any of those. Couples Retreat? I don't know if I watched that one. If I did, it was... uh... Identity Thief? Horrible Bosses? No. No. Okay, can we just say the correct answer is Teen Wolf 2 and move on? (laughs) Did that say Hackers? Um... Or Juno? Was he in Juno? Yeah, he was in in Juno. You're going to pick Juno. Who was he in Juno? He was the, the guy who was married to Jennifer Garner. Oh, okay. Well, sure. Then All right. That's... So Juno. All right. Well, I love so Juno. Back to Jason Isaacs here. Oh, he was in Oh, that's a TV movie of Bates Motel. Okay, never mind. Uh back to Jason Isaacs here. At least 3 roles that you should know him from. One, he played Captain Hook. These are three he's a great villain. Captain Hook in the 2003 Peter Pan movie, okay? Uh, uh now do you remember much about the 2003 Peter Pan? No. Okay. Um do you remember Jason Isaacs in it? No. Uh, can I refresh your memory with a picture? Because we need at least three things to make a rankings. Jason Isaacs is Captain Hook. Yeah, I think he was good in that. All right. He played, I don't know the name of the character, but he played a villain. These in... two could honestly be brothers. They could not be brothers. <laughs> Seriously, with both of them with short hair, they look so much alike. I love you say both of them with short hair. Um, both of them with hair. 
so he was in Harry Potter. They look like brothers. I, I, I don't I, know I, this character's I, name, but he's... He was Lucius. Lucius. Lucius Malfoy. All right. No, I think that was Jason Bateman that played that role, Jamie. <laughs> no, but seriously, look, it looks just like Jason Bateman. Maybe slight similarity. and They both have the name Jason, I guess, but one's British, okay, one's American. Hurry, hurry this up. I need to go to the washroom. Okay. <laughs> you know what? There's another thing. It's not been the first time she said on there, just probably the first time you've overheard it. Uh, and third, in The Patriot, the movie, I guess, that made him yes, famous. Yes, that was very good. I All remember right. him in that one. Rank those three. Patriot. Harry Potter and Peter Pan. Peter Pan. All right. Other way around. P- Peter Pan, Patriot, or sorry, Patriot, Peter Pan, Harry Potter. You got to finish this episode. Don't I you repeat? Go to the bathroom. You can hold it for two minutes. Um, Jason Isaacs uh, rankings of the week. Maybe next week we'll pull up the best performances from whoever played Doctor. No personality. Um, nobody, nobody is listening to this anymore. People don't want to hear <laughs> Star Trek not after Discovery. Watching, <laughs> after watching the episode this past week, nobody's listening to this period. Uh, we're pretty much done. Let's rate this. We binned it, both of us. Uh, let's put that on record. Yes. We will be back to talk about yes. this next week. Yes. Jamie has to relieve herself. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Bye, bye, everybody. I love you. I love you. I love you. Thank you so much for this honor. Bye. And she has literally run out of the room. And my name is Colin. And nobody farted in my mouth when I was a kid. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.